starting a podcast. It can be a bit tricky, but we'll do our best. You're listening to Return to Gilead, a fan podcast for Down Gilead Lane, by two avid but new fans of the show. I'm Michael LaFaver. And I'm Ryan Matlock. And today we're reviewing 1-1, Meet the Morrisons, by Beth Culp, episode one on our Return to Gilead. Well, for those of you who are new to the two of us doing podcasts, Ryan, do you want to uh, introduce kind of who we are and why we're doing this podcast? Yeah, so I'm Ryan, and I am good friends with my friend here, Michael. Yep. And we both came to Down Gilead Lane pretty recently, I'd say within the last two years for the both of us. Yeah, I was last year, and Ryan's was two years ago, right? Yeah, I, I came to it late 2020, actually. Mm-hmm. And my wife, who grew up on Down Gilead Lane, uh, suggested it, and we started listening to it. We listened to the first season because uh, her parents had it, and I loved it. I was like, oh, I want more of this. And she was like, there's like 12 more seasons. <laughs> and so we we did a little bit of a splurge. We got all of the seasons and just started to binge them. And I was like, this is amazing. Because I grew up on Adventures in Odyssey as my audio drama, so I'm no stranger to audio drama, but... I grew up thinking Adventures in Odyssey is the golden standard for audio drama. It's amazing. And then I started listening to this, and I was like, this is what I want in a typical Odyssey episode yes. and rarely get. Uh-huh. No, absolutely. And when I started listening, I got all of Gilead because of the half-off sale that Keys for Kids had, and I absolutely fell in love with Score. it. And the reason we're doing this is because there's only been basically one podcast that was starting off as an official podcast by Steve O'Dell and Lori Twitchell. Lori was one of the head writers for, I think she was the head writer of her and John Fornoff for seasons seven through 12. Steve O'Dell has been with the show from the beginning. And then they passed the the mantle off to Daniel. What's it? It's Dave. <laughs> I'm, I'm, this is terrible. It's Dave Brown and Daniel Gray, right? You know those guys? I'm not Ryan? sure. I okay. don't. Uh, you are the guy who listens to the credits and geeks out about it. I'm the guy who listens to the episode <laughs> and geeks out about it. Well, Daniel Gray and Dave Brown started this slow walk down Gilead Lane, which was Gilead's fan podcast okay. and the only podcast they've had. And I figured since we're we've done so many hours of Adventures and Odyssey content, it'd be good to branch out and try Gilead. So. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, because we both come from like the Odyssey podcasting world. I got into it sort of back when I was like fifteen. I'm <laughs> um, twenty five now. Oh my gosh, that's been ten years. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like we've we've been on like the Odyssey Scoop, and I've been involved with a few other podcasts. And uh, Michael has AIO Audio News, which he regularly regularly maintains. Um, Do though. And we we've just done a lot of reviews and had a lot of fun doing those, and so. Yeah. Here we are starting a Gilead podcast. Yep. The plan is hopefully to do this three times a week. Uh, this shouldn't be too hard with editing because I have a plan on how to get this down. But Ryan, I say let's just go ahead and jump into Meet the Morrisons. How about this? Let's do it. Okay. So this is the first episode on season one. In the CD, it's included as a bonus episode uh, because there's the, the main four CDs of the, I guess, the other 12 episodes of the album. And then this album, this episode actually was... I don't think it's included on the digital download, uh, but it's really needed as a good introduction to the series. And man, if I could pick some of my favorite episodes from the series, this is an extremely strong start to this audio drama. Yes. And I think as far as like, it, was it typic- Was it technically a pilot or did they record it after? Um, I don't know, actually. Unlovables. I'm not sure. There's not a ton of background information on that. I know Slow okay. Walk probably talked about it, but 
I haven't listened to their stuff yet. I'm planning on doing that as soon as I can. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I had assumed it was a pilot um, just because I think the way that we have it listed in our, I don't know if it's a digital download or if we just have the CD, but it's just episode zero in our <laughs> files. Um, and so I assumed it was a pilot. Um, but if if it is or is not a pilot, it works great as a pilot because in the first three minutes here, we get a pretty good intro to yes. at least part of the family. We get Timmy, mom, and dad. We don't get much of the rest of the family. But by 12 minutes in, we've met Brooke. We've met Justin. We, we've met everybody. Yeah. Yeah. You figure, is Justin in the intro? I think I missed him at the, the very beginning. He, I don't think he is. I don't think he is. It's mainly mom, dad, and Timmy. And Haley, well, Haley, Brooke, and Michael are in that little bit at the beginning. Yeah. They, they say things, but it's very brief. It's like them talking about dad. Mm-hmm. What I love about the first scene or the first set of scenes, that little montage right there, is that it lets us know this is where we're starting with this family. They've had a history. Of course, they've existed before this point, but we're seeing them struggling with all of these new challenges with John becoming a judge and then with the kids having to adjust to school and new things that they're going to be having to do around Coleraine, which is the town where they live. And it works spectacularly because in that just a little bit of time, we get to hear their voices, understand kind of who they are, what they want. Haley's actually the first voice we hear of the kids. And then later on, when we get to know them better, we're like, oh yeah, these are the kids who have who have been dealing with all these challenges and we get to see uh-huh. how they actually go about that. And I'll say right here, Beth Culp is one of my favorite writers of audio drama. I don't know how much or how, if she's able to be contacted for an interview, but I'd love to interview everybody who worked on the show, especially her because she knows how to do family drama. And yes, there'll be so many examples of that throughout the series, but this episode especially is phenomenal in building family. Yeah, she does a great job of slowing down, and not only that, but like I feel like as far as the writing here, what makes it really special is that she, uh, Beth doesn't feel the need to give them things to do. Like It's okay for right. the kids to just go to school and the parents to just do their job and be a stay-at-home mom, and no one has to be doing a fundraiser or a drive or have a special event going on. Like the biggest events that you might have is like, oh, well, the brother's trying out for football or, oh, mm-hmm. well, the, the the sister's having trouble finding her classes. And they're very mundane, normal things that anyone could be doing. And that's not the point of drama is to get people to do interesting things. It's to have us explore things that everyone deals with. Yeah. The significance of that is at the end of the episode, we've seen how Mary Morrison, the mother, who is actually played by Jill Schellenberger Mueller, who is the wife of John, no, of Roger Mueller, who plays John Morrison, which is cool. So the husband and wife in real life play the husband and wife on the show. I don't know if you and knew it that, shows. Ryan. Yeah, they're, they're great. I love they have, it. I love every actor in this episode. And the sort of moral to this episode is that she says to her kids, I'm sorry that I haven't been patient with you guys and have, haven't set a good example because we've all been kind of stressed with this this new situation. And you can look back and see all these little things that Brooke was dealing with when <laughs> when she walks into the teacher's lounge instead of the stairwell or falls behind when she's running. And all the little, I guess, not microaggressions, but all the little triggers that all the kids have throughout the day 
leading to that point of we shouldn't be impatient with each other. We can understand that we all have to deal with this. And guess what we've been forgetting? Giving our problems to God. Ending with that is a great message because it's really relatable. It doesn't have to be any super intricate plot. And we'll get that intricate plot later on. But for now, it's, it's a great story. Yeah, and the end, that end lesson of trust God even when you're afraid of change, is it's a spot-on lesson, and I love how the show doesn't just teach the lesson, it does it in a way that emulates a realistic and wholesome family dynamic. Like, some like it, coming from Adventures in Odyssey, often yeah. a character learns a lesson after they do the wrong thing for about 10 minutes, and then for the next six minutes, all the fallout happens and everything blows up, and then for another six minutes, Mr. Whitaker will come in and be like, oh, well, the Bible says this, and that's why you were wrong to do what you did. But now you can do the right thing. And then the last few minutes are them making it right. Whereas here, characters cannot necessarily do the... It's not like anyone's going to school and lying or anything. They're just struggling. Yeah. And there's a point of uh, friction in their life. So no one's, like, going outright sinning but there's still there there's not peace and they all want peace mm-hmm. and so they they take a moment to sit down as a family and say okay okay what's the what's the deal here what's the problem and the parents can guide the kids but also but not in a okay kids here's what you were doing wrong it's a very uh humble way to approach it because the parents say well we were doing something wrong too right and they can all grow together and move forward in their life in a peace, peaceful, good way. And all at the same time, you get a wholesome family dynamic out of it. And so it's not just a episode where we can learn a good lesson. We can also see an example of what a, a decent family dynamic should look like. And that doesn't mean that all the characters are perfect. It just means that they're not necessarily like toxic to each other constantly, you know? Right, right. And building off of that, I think what a lot of comedy does is it'll have characters who say funny things that can come across as toxic and they kind of go overlooked or a character will say it and then the other characters just move on. Something Down Gilead Lane and Beth Culp do or what she did in her writing for these episodes was whenever a character would say that, like even with Justin trying to research homeschooling and he's saying there are all these good things about it and John's saying, uh, no, Justin, you're not going to be homeschooled. But dad, and then Mary says, Justin, don't interrupt. Yes. What could have just been comedy actually becomes a good teaching moment. And even when Michael and Haley are going at it and Mary could have easily just said, well, let's redirect the conversation to talk about this. She jumps on them and says, hey, you two have been bickering all day. Stop it. And John says, I think we're a little on edge in that same scene. And what, again, what usually is just for comedy is builds on the family dynamic because this stuff is serious because having yes. a having a unified family and not having this arguing is something that John and Mary and uh, Beth Culp by extension as the writer want to portray in this in this episode and I think that's really interesting how there will be little issues like tiny things I'm thinking oh that's so insignificant that the parents will pick up on and say no we need to talk about that and that'll become one of the focuses of the episode I think that's great I do too yeah, and it means that throughout the episode we have almost something like you have something for the whole family here too, and that's one thing that I really appreciate because mm-hmm. I started listening back in 2020 and we didn't have a kid, and now we do. We we <laughs> uh, we had our, our little daughter Eliana. It's it's she's adorable and she's growing very fast. Yeah, like rolling over and crawling now. 
Um, and so now it's interesting because we're listening to it a second. We're listening through a second time. We're almost done with a second listen through. And now I'm listening to it again from the start. So my third listen through for these <laughs> reviews. And so it's going to be very interesting to transition from listening to this as a, a young adult who can listen to this and sort of r- relate to the kids, but also to the adults. But now I'm going to probably start relating to the adults even more as time goes on. But that doesn't mean that I've lost something because and I'm actually gaining something because there's a ton here for kids and adults alike. Right, right. A lot of the misconceptions about children's media, it's got a, a particular target audience. I've said this about Odyssey for a long time. It doesn't have to be. It's written in such a way that it, it transcends age, really. Yeah. Let's go ahead and take a listen to the clip of the day. This is going to be from the end of the episode here. Let's do it. I mean, I can't define who I am by whether or not my kids are at home during the day. Right. But we find who we are only through God. Mm. And we just have to do the best we can, trusting he will meet us every step of the way. Listen, listen, guys, I know it's hard. I'm dealing with change just like everyone else. Mm. But if we're serious about this business of being a Christian, then we take the good with the bad. Mm-hmm. And we thank God for both, because the good is a gift and the bad is a gift, too. Now, what's so great about that clip is that because you said these are just little issues that they're dealing with, the good and the bad are often a matter of perception. Eventually, there will be bigger issues that are morally good and morally bad. But even in then, the kids and the adults will have to deal with things where they are either making good choices, bad choices, things that are comfortable, uncomfortable. And in all of that, having that focus that's set in this very first episode of God is in control, that's great that they yes. can keep coming back to that. And Zach, actually, who is the the host for uh, season seven through 12, and I think season six as well. I'm not sure when he came in and replaced Jacob. Jacob was the original host and Jacob does. Uh, actually, his voice is still in the next episode in the little skit in the beginning. But. When Zach talks about it at the beginning, after the montage intro, where is God during all these changes? That kind of sets the stage for John and Mary bringing that up at the end of the episode, that God is there and that we should thank him and that he is in control. And we should be giving all of our concerns over to him because he gives peace. He doesn't necessarily fix the situation, but he gives us peace about how to deal with it. Yeah. And I appreciate this is just a small note, but in that scene, I was struck just now as I was listening to it, the acting is so good Mm -hmm. between these actors like these lines as i was listening to them i realized it would be really easy to screw it up that Uh you could you could say those lines and it sounds like you're reading from a script because they are they are scripted lines but the actors do a very good job of saying it in such a way that it sounds like the husband is being thoughtful and thinking about this as he's saying it but he's also reflecting on like things he's learned and he's talking to his wife and there's chemistry there and it's all just it's beautiful Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. also talking about the uh the script itself the way it flows by the time we get to the end again we've heard everyone doing everything they've done throughout the day but each scene directly flows from each other i think the first scene that we get is from brooke and she's starting the day off i guess maybe because we're going to be seeing more of her at school and because we're going to see michael at school in the next episode but she's late, and then the next scene, I think she's talking. Is that Luke Taylor who she's talking to? Yes. Oh, that's fun. 
I, I don't think I connected yeah. the dots that I was him, but... <laughs> yeah, his voice is different. I was talking to my wife as I was listening to the episode. I was like, is this Luke? And she's like, yeah, of course it's like Luke. <laughs> and it's funny because last time that we listened through the series, because my wife has listened to season one so many times, she <laughs> asked if we could skip it. Oh. And by season two, the voices are a little bit older. And so I've I was like... All that I've heard in our second listen through of Gilead is the older voices for most of the characters. I was like, oh my gosh, everyone sounds so young. <laughs> <laughs> Even Michael, because Michael's voice, is ch- Michael's voice changes a huge amount by the end of the series. Right. Uh, but just a quick overview. It almost sounds like Justin by the end. Oh yeah. We start, we start with Brooke and then we eventually get to the point where Mary calls Brooke and then we transition from that to the scene between John and Mary where Mary's talking about that she went to go and volunteer at Timmy's room at school. And yeah, it's cool because you start to think, oh, man, you got to let Timmy go on his own. He's able to handle it. But then you realize, oh, and it's brought up in the episode. It's not just something the audience picks up on, but it's for Mary's sake because she's having trouble dealing with her kids being gone. Uh huh. Yeah. And then yeah. from that point, we get the kids slowly trickling in and some of the stress that's built up in like, through the rest of the episode. Then we switch to Brooke, who's lost on her cross-country trail. And I love Coach Stevens. He's a great, he does a great job with the character. I forget, I don't know who his actor is. Yeah, I don't know either, but he was, he was interesting to listen to. I, I At first I was like, dude, lighten up. But <laughs> it's definitely still an interesting character. You know, I mean, he's right too. Like, come on, why is she? Uh, maybe it's something just getting to her. She's just making all these mistakes because she's stressed. But you know. she's in a new. She's in high school now. It's probably a new building. Yeah, but the first runner ever to get lost on the cross country trail. Really? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But then she gets home and she says, "Her mom says, how is practice?'" And she says, "Well, I'll be grounded if I answer that." Ooh. <laughs> Ouch. There are so many really great lines. But what I'm bringing out here is that as we weave in, in and out through the scenes. Every scene flows really well from each other. And it does. I, I think it's it's really cool because then when we get to the end, it's not like we've just been jumping around A plot to B plot. It feels like one continuous plot. And because yeah. of that, that really helps us connect with the characters. Because we see these people have flaws, even though they're great, their flaws are just things that they haven't learned yet or things they've forgotten, like giving it to God. And as an introductory episode, we hear a lot about... Uh, actually, we hear Mr. Key. We hear about the Taylors. Or we hear about Mr. Key mentioned. Uh, what else do we hear? We, uh, Mrs. Collins, who's going to be in the next couple episodes. And all of this setting up for the series, I think, does a fantastic job. Yeah, and I think there's a decent amount of uh, creative restraint here. Right. Because, like, I, I don't know about you, but, like, I could be tempted to try to write this episode and show each kid at school and then each kid at home and then go back and forth and it would just be a lot but we don't see that here we see Brooke at school and then we get back home and we can hear about everybody's day but we don't have to see their day because for certain kids it's less important yeah yeah and we will be seeing a lot of all these kids at school but in the meantime right right. and that's one thing i really appreciate about gilead is that they manage to introduce us in this pilot to a seven person family and it doesn't feel cluttered and eventually we will get more about each kid but we still get to know most of these kids pretty decently by the end because it's not necessarily about characterizing the kids by their interests but by their character and their their quality their their personality traits which are very quick easy things to learn about like Haley's talkative easy enough (laughs) right (laughs) and she's kind of obsessed with how she looks which actually will come into significance later but 
These yes. are really deep three-dimensional characters, even four-dimensional. I don't know how many dimensions they go, but... The fifth dimension! <laughs> That's what I really love about Gilead. Agreed. All right, well, this has been a fun review of the first episode. I wasn't sure how this was going to go, but Ryan, I, I think that was I think we covered everything we needed to. This, this was a fun one. I agree. How do you want to end the episode? Well, uh, what are we reviewing next time? Well, we're going to review The Unlovables, part one and two. Uh, we're going to do part one well, next eventually podcast. We'll, yeah, eventually part two. <laughs> yeah, but I think we're going to be covering them both at the same time and just splitting that up. So you guys will hear how that turns out. But in the meantime, if you want to learn more about Return to Gilead or follow us on different podcast platforms, you can visit our website at anchor.fm slash return to Gilead. All one word there. Woo. You can also leave us a voice message if you like, and we'll include that possibly on a future podcast. Hey. In the meantime, I'm Michael. And I'm Ryan. Thanks for joining us today, and we hope you'll come back next time as we once again return to Gilead. <laughs>